Hello, my name is Harrison Zyberg, and this is another episode of A Moment in History, uh, WCCS's ongoing oral history project where you get people's thoughts and experiences on the year 2020. Now, I'm Harrison Zyberg, and if my guests would like to introduce themselves. Um, I'm Monique Souza. I am from Johnson Wales University. I study criminal justice, and I'm from New Bedford, Mass. And um, I joined JWU Radio this year, and I will be a sophomore in September. Great. So just to begin with and get some background information, um, most of the people we've, I've interviewed before have either been from my own college, Whedon, or from my own hometown, which is Malden. I was wondering if you could give us some background information, both on your school and if you'd like to, your hometown. Um, yeah. Uh, so Johnson & Wales University um, is very unique in a way because it is a culinary school. Um, so we do have two campuses located. Um, it would be the North Carolina campus or the Providence campus, um, in which Providence has the culinary um, labs and stuff like that. So we do have two areas. So you can live down city or you can live on Harborside. Uh, my freshman year, I lived on Harborside. So I got to see a lot of culinary students. Um, and it's just very, it's, it's a good college. Um, and you know, the major that I do is very unique because we do trips and you know, the teachers are really good and they help you a lot. Um, and as for my hometown, um, New Bedford's a really historical place. Um, it's very, it's small, but it's got a lot of history to it. And we are one of the world's largest fishing industries just because we have literally right downtown, like two minutes away from me is downtown. So we have a lot of our fishing boats and stuff like that, that get every type of seafood you can imagine. Um, and New Bedford's kind of cool, um, just because of the history that we have and, you know, it's there's a lot of movies that happen, you know, down here, like Moby Dick was a big one. Um, that was filmed in New Bedford and it's actually based off New Bedford. Um, and we just have a lot of history such as Abraham Lincoln stayed down here at one point. Frederick Douglass, we had him up here. Um, and it's just kind of cool. And Johnson Wheels is a good school and I, I do love it. Now, as every college student most likely had to go through in the past few months, our school back in March shut down and we all moved back on to online learning or at least most of us did. Can you tell us a little bit about your school's response to the COVID crisis? Um, yeah and it was kind of weird actually Johnson & Wills um, has um, they were sending out emails um, that were kind of weird and some people were confused but the first email we got which was back after spring break we um, you guys must have semesters. Um, we had trimesters my freshman year. This year we're going to semesters, but we had trimesters. So our spring break was only like a week or so. And when we got back from spring, spring break, um, it was about maybe March 16th, something like that. And we started our first, um, we started our last trimester of classes. Um, we were only there for a few days um, and we don't have Friday classes at all. That's the thing about Johnson Wales. We don't have Friday classes at all. But on Thursday, we, uh, we weren't going to have classes and they moved it to online. And they said, okay, so next week we'll see if we can do in class. So then the next email we got was on like a Sunday and they said, everybody can stay on campus, but we're moving things to online. And then it slowly started to say, well, everybody has to leave by March 22nd. And do you remember the first moment you learned um, that things are going to really change you? And I assume that your freshman year, the end of that was going to be spent in a way that I don't think anyone ever imagined it being spent. If you do remember, can you tell us some of the feelings that surrounded it? Yeah, um, it was that last email we got that said everybody had to go home 
uh, for March 22nd. So we had a week to leave. And I just remember feeling like I knew I could leave already from like the second to last email that, you know, we could have stayed, but they were going to move everything to online. And I was fine with that. I was fine with going to school, doing online, but staying on campus because I really loved staying on campus. Um, but when they gave us that last email, it really kind of upset me in a way. And I said, you know, I, and you know, I really felt like I was kind of leaving people and, you know, I left, you know, my relationship up there. I left my friends and I kind of came back to my home. Um, and I live with my dad and it's, I feel kind of like it's, it kind of changed. And I do struggle a lot with like, um, depression and some stuff like that. So, you know, it kind of really, uh, triggered me in a way that I really got really upset but you know then over time it, it got a little better but still online wasn't good at all. Now we're nearing around five months since the first mm -hmm. shutdown happened um, and school was canceled. How have your feelings if you want if you're willing to share developed over those last five months as we both saw huge peaks in Massachusetts and then now we're seeing even larger peaks across the entire country so how are your feelings really developed in these past months? Um, for me, the feelings have stayed the same kind of in the first few months. Um, I kept feeling a little sad and I felt like I was mad at people because, you know, there's a lot of people in this world right now that don't want to wear their masks. They don't want to stay six feet away from people. Um, and I just think I, I kind of get really angry at those people because especially when you look at something like that, it really does, if you don't wear your mask, you're gonna get other people sick. People have died for this, but even with it, we still have people who are believing that this is not real. And you know, obviously there's other people that are gonna believe what they want. So you really can't change that. So over the past few months, I've just been feeling more like I need to stay healthy myself. And you know, I'm focusing more on um, looking at the good things since now it's summer and classes have already ended it's more of a time to look towards like the future and look towards things that we can do to make this world better and to prevent this from happening again can I ask what are some of the things that you have looked to that you think can make the world better moving forward oh yeah definitely um, you know definitely staying safe I think even when this first started, we knew that the coronavirus was happening back in January, maybe even before that. Um, but, you know, we didn't know about it. The U.S. didn't know about it. But it's like if we had good communication and, you know, if everybody could tell us what was going on, this would have been prevented. And in March, it got really bad because I remember the first case that happened in Massachusetts. And I knew that something was going to happen, like something like just maybe the first case was going to make a big impact on all these other cases. <clears throat> and now it's like it's it's bad. It's like really bad. And I remember the first case that happened. Now, so you said Johnson and Wales is mostly or is a culinary school, which I think everyone faced um, difficulties moving to remote learning, to online learning. But how, I'm just curious, how would classes work for a culinary school, which seems like it'd mostly be a very hands-on experience yeah. and learning how to actually do what's being taught? So um, I'm not in culinary, but I know people that do, and mm -hmm. I can answer that question for you. Um, the thing that they did was um, they, so culinary students have labs and academic classes. Um, academics can be taken online as we do it. Um, but labs, even some like science has labs. Um, you know, I think my criminal justice major has a lab next year. So um, 
people have to do labs and you know you can't do it online so they had the culinary students come back this summer um it was like a trial run they put everybody on harborside um and then they did labs you know you gotta wear masks they were you know kind of seeing how many kids they can put in each lab um and then i think by this when they sent out an email saying we were supposed to go back uh, august 26 i was supposed to go back um and what happened was all they're saying that all culinary students can come back because they have if you have a lab um all freshmen can come as you know all freshmen regardless of major and then in like international students can't and transfer students can and then some internship students um and then of course if you have a lab from a different major that kind of impacted the fact that i can't go back this year so i want to ask a few few questions about uh the reopening plans but to move back so how can you tell us a little about your own experience in the criminal justice major and how your online classes went i think that's something that people are going to be curious when they look back at this and yeah. try to figure out how people actually learn during this time yeah, it is, it, I will say, it's definitely hard to be online. Um, so I think the biggest thing that when I have my criminal justice, it's just, um, I have like two or three classes. Like, like I said, I had trimesters, so I only had four classes a trimester. Um, semesters, you have like five classes. Um, so four classes a trimester, I would have maybe two different types of criminal justice classes and then I would have two like maybe English and a math or like an English and a science and then of course um you know you got your criminal justice classes but criminal justice um it's for me I think learning the other stuff like English and science and all that stuff is really hard and difficult to learn and actually focus and study it's it's kind of hard when it's not your major and you don't get into it but criminal justice, you just have to look at it like, maybe you're not as into it because people need like the in-person learning to like focus and study, which I think would help everybody. Because if you sign in to do, if you're signed up to do uh, in class, then you should be in class. It's online, it's not really gonna help you. Um, and I think as for me, I really couldn't learn um, the last trimester, especially when we did, mm, four classes online and I really couldn't learn but I put effort into it and you know I read the books and I think the hardest for me was science because you know I wasn't there and, and the teacher wasn't you know but I think it does really impact if you do, if you can't learn and you can't focus then you shouldn't be on an online class because that can actually it kind of takes away like the fact that you're paying for a school to learn about your major when you really don't want to learn about your major and you're just there reading the book just to get away with the tests and the homework. Now you mentioned um, a bit earlier uh, the different reopening plans for your yeah. uh, for Johnson Wales. I was wondering if um, you already said what was happening. I was wondering if you could tell us the feelings you have surrounding that and also your thoughts about the reopening um, that we've seen in Massachusetts in your own hometown. Okay, so yeah, definitely um, Massachusetts have been good with their um, reopening phases. I think Bristol County at this point is pretty good with their numbers. Yeah, you're going to see some people go up because, you know, since everything's open, but businesses around here have been opening good. Like it, as far as restaurants, it's out all outside and 
six feet away. I think that's pretty good. And I think I've seen in my hometown that people actually wear their masks and the businesses around here are actually taking care of that and putting measures into place. So that way we can be safe and the numbers don't go up in Massachusetts. Um, Cause right now I think we're under 5% still, but it might go up depending on if, if something just happens again. Um, you know, it can always happen because there is a rise right now. So as for Johnson Wales, they didn't want to have, they wanted to limit the number of students coming into a classroom. So when, when we found out, um, the first thing we found out was I was supposed to have at least, because I know I have five classes, I was supposed to have two in class and three online, which I was fine. And then we were going to go to, I had a, like an apartment style dorm. I'm supposed to go into, like, I was supposed to leave by August 26th because that was my day to move in. Um, they told us last week that we couldn't go if we didn't have a lab. And I remember seeing that all my classes switched to online and I was kind of feeling worried. I was upset um, and, you know, kind of scared that like, I'm not gonna do good this, um, uh, this semester. Um, so it really kind of made me really upset. And I was definitely like, I, I definitely got mad at the school because they're, basically saying, you know, all freshmen can go back. And if you're, if you do have a lab, you can go back. And then it's like, that's for fall. We don't even know about spring. We might not even be going back in spring, you know? Um, and that's all up to the university at this point. If they want to, if they want us to go back in the spring, I think that would be the best decision they ever made because there are kids right now who are dropping out. Um, and I think that goes with every university at this point. I think kids don't really want to do online. And the universities really have to work to like with their own like staff and figure out how they can do it without making students feel like, you know, you can't go back. Like they should do it in a way where they have more dorms available or they have, they do something to make the students, you know, aware that they can go back and they'll be able to study um, and I don't know how they do that because our school right now is having a lot of issues. Um, we do have, a, we, you know, we have like an issue with um, how many students we have. Um, and I think that's a big issue because if you have a lot of students and you don't have a lot of dorms, you know, you can't put everybody in one dorm. And then if it's, you know, with the whole COVID thing, you, you kind of want to limit how many people go into each dorm. And I think with the plans this fall, I get it. Um, you know, I get how they're doing it. But I mean, for me, I kind of wish I got, went back just because of, um, you know, definitely seeing people and having fun is definitely one of the college experiences you need to have. So yeah, it definitely upset me. Now, I was wondering if you could tell us um, to think back in time, even to, I guess, before March. You mentioned earlier how COVID was a thing back in January or before. So were you aware, did you pay attention to the news concerning COVID or when it hit Massachusetts, or sorry, when it hit Rhode Island where you're going to school, did it come out of the blue? Um, I don't really watch the news, but the thing was, I was hearing from my family um, when I would talk to them that, you know, there's a, there's a case or something that happened. And I kind of was asked at school when we came back from spring break, everybody was asking me, oh, Monique, do you think we're going to go and like we're going to do online and go home? And, you know, I was like, no, we're not. I don't think that's going to happen. But when I started hearing more about the case, I was like kind of saying this is probably going to turn into a big thing and but I mean for me I definitely didn't see the numbers it was just more out of the blue that it kind of became a big thing just because I remember it being so low 
So that's like my, that's my view on it. Now, I was also wondering if you could tell us what a typical day during quarantine during the last five months has looked like for you. Um, yeah, so my uh, dad doesn't work. Um, so he gets like, he's got to go get grocery shopping. We don't have a car. So definitely we just, we walk to the grocery store, which is like five minutes away. You know, we, we get a lot of groceries. Um, I mean, for me, when I was doing classes, I didn't really get out of my house um, for a few months, uh, maybe like every other week or so. Um, I was hardly going outside and that's kind of bad because, you know, you don't really want to stay in your house. Um, now it's like after classes being done, um, I actually had a job. I worked at Taco Bell um, a couple of a month ago. So I was doing that. I had to quit because I couldn't pay for cabs and stuff. So now I'm just, you know, I'm going out, I'm going to be getting a job at one of the grocery stores. Um, and then what I'll be doing now is, you know, just, I've been going out, just going grocery shopping, or I've been hanging out with friends. Um, I have friends come over. Um, still limiting uh, how many people though I see. Now to move, uh, I guess, a bit away from COVID, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit, a little bit about your radio show and station, which is actually how uh, this interview happened because we were able to connect between radio stations. So if you want to tell us a little bit about your own show. Yeah, for sure. Um, I started JWU Radio this year. Um, I didn't really do it last year, but I've actually been doing a lot with the school. Um, I have, I've been trying to get my own club, um, which is called the Positivity Project. So I've been trying to do that with the school, but while that's going, I decided to join JWU Radio and I wanted to create my own show. Now, of course, it turned into a podcast because we really can't be on campus. Um, so me and my co-hosts are actually doing a show about positivity and about current news since that's what he wants to do. So we're going to do it like a mix. Um, and it's basically just, it's like a stress-free talk. So you basically just want to talk like positive things or talk the current news. And I think it's going to help a lot of people, especially during like COVID season and especially now because people are probably stressed and they're probably, you know, really upset. So I think we could really, um, you know, put like a light on negativity right now because there's so much that has happened this year that I think a lot of people need the positivity in their lives. And I think this, this podcast that I created with my co-hosts will actually help a lot of people. And that's really why I, like, I talked to Skylar and everything, who's the president of the club. And, you know, we came up with the, the title of Good Vibes Only, which is the name of it. Um, and it's just basically just going to be, like, kind of like a fun kind of thing, but also very, like, positive. Mm -hmm. Was it, did that idea come for a show based around positivity before COVID hit? Or did it develop afterwards as a response? Um, so like I said, um, it was probably in January, I created a Facebook kind of, um, like a page called the positivity project. Um, you know, obviously I wanted to create it into a club at JWU. Um, and so it's basically, I want to do anything positive. So like, that's just kind of the thing that I'm into. So I think with the positivity project, my club and putting it into a show, is that's how it kind of came to like mine because I wanted to do something similar. Now I want to ask a question that sort of moves away from uh, what's happened in the past few months 
and how you think this year will be remembered. So if you could think past the year 2020, even a few years down the road when this year starts to be written about or examined or documentary started to be made about everything that happened, what issues or events or ideas do you think people are gonna focus on when they do those projects and what ideas, events, whatever, would you like them to focus on? Um, this year is going to be remembered as probably one of the worst years in history. There's so much stuff that has happened in 2020. I mean, it's hard to wrap my head around it because I, you know, we go on TikTok and we always see what's going on in the world or we go on social media and we see stuff. I mean, I think social media is definitely really big if you want to see something that's going on in the world. And I don't think people watch the news as much. So I think social media definitely put an impact on 2020. And I, and especially because, you know, when the first thing that ever happened, you know, we had a couple of deaths this year, um, which were so tragic. And then, you know, we were like, well, maybe 2020 will be a little bit better. Um, and then we had Corona. We had our wildfires that happened um, up in Australia, I think. And that made a huge impact on the world too. Um, and then of course COVID hit and you know, it was getting worse and it got really bad for the U S and I think that this is probably still getting worse. Um, you know, obviously China and Korea and a couple other places are doing a little bit better than us, but I mean, you really can't help that because, um, some people are definitely going to protest against it. Um, as for, um, a couple other things that happened, the black lives matter movement, probably one of the best things that has happened in history. Um, people protesting for their rights. And I think that should, ha that should happen every year. And I think the government should really focus on that because if people like, you know, the president could actually focus on what's going on, um, I think he could make a big impact. But obviously I'm not gonna talk political because there's a lot of things with that. And there's definitely a lot of things that have happened this year that it's so bad. Um, but yes, Black Lives Matter movement is probably one of the best things ever. I think people protesting for their rights and people going out and actually saying what they want, I think kind of impacted the world a little bit. Um, and of course, it still got violent and, you know, the police are still, you know, you know, it's really bad. It's, I think people should not be killed for, you know, anything, any reason at all. And I really look at it as something like if I was in their position, I would feel the same way. I would hate, you know, police and stuff like that. But you really, um, you really can't kind of like hate the police in this situation because, you know, there's always going to be bad and good in everything. Um, that's just my experience. But with their situation, I get it. Um, and of course, um, Pride Month was a big thing, but there was also a downfall with that. Um, there was a lot of frets coming at us saying that they, you know, there was a whole Pride Fall uh, 2020 and people are going to, you know, come in like uh, try to bring down the LGBT community. And I think it kind of worked well with the Black Lives Matter movement because they were kind of working together a little bit. And I think I love that. And as, um, as a lesbian, I kind of, you know, I'm kind of with them on that. You know, I'm always gonna protest for my rights too, um, as well as with others. Um, and then of course, you know, there's some other things that have happened, um, but it's probably gonna be looked at as one of the worst years in history, just because I think a lot of generations were actually impacted by this and in which we kind of opened our eyes to believe that, you know, the world is probably at an end soon, but, you know, we can make it better. That's just the whole point is we could make this better. 
if there were people who listened to us. Hey, actually, um, you brought up two interesting points when I asked questions about, but one is um, concerned the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. Do you see that continuing uh, for months or weeks to come? It's, already, it's been a movement for years, but we've seen a large resurgence in it of support. Yeah. So do, do you see the continuation of that support and protest, or do you picture it in the next um, year dying down a bit? In my city, I know they were doing protests when, you know, when uh, George Floyd uh, died. They were doing protests in New Bedford, but it kind of died down over the weeks. And I wish it would come back because it was definitely powerful and definitely there was no violence in my city because um, the police here are not that bad. Um, they actually did it. It was all peaceful um, and nothing violent as if like some other cities, you know, there was so much violence and so much like just destroying buildings and stuff like that. Um, but I think with um, the protests, I think it could become a thing. I want it to become a thing. I want people to do it more. And I wish people would because it actually did impact. And, you know, it, it made people open their eyes a little bit more. That's what I'm, that's like the biggest thing is, is as long as people are listening to you, I think you get your point across. And then you also mentioned how um, this year and a lot of these events are affecting multiple generations of people. Yeah. Now. We are both college students in the same generation. Do you think that this year is going to be looked at as a generational moment, something that affects us always moving forward, like how some people look at World War II or 9-11 as moments for those generations? It definitely will, because um, the older generation has been, you know, they've been around for years, and they've been through pandemics the COVID hit, and this is our first pandemic we've ever really experienced. Yes, we've had the flu. Yes, we've had other types of seasons where we were sick, but the COVID we are not immune to. And so I think with the older generation, they, they've been through that pandemic. They know what to do and they might be a little bit more safer and they might, you know, they might actually, you know, try to make us like open our minds and actually wear masks and stuff like that. So we can stay away from them because they're at risk. Um, so I think with us, it really impacted it because we don't know what to do. We've never been through this and we're panicking. And I think, um, when a little bit by like time went by, we kind of knew what to do, but, um, it's our first pandemic. And I think definitely this is going to be a generally general issue with us because the generations, they, you know, it just depends, um, the older generation, they've been through things such as, you know, um, like, you know, protests and stuff. And I think we really don't really look at that. And I think even the younger uh, generation, they should look at this too. Um, so when they grow up, they kind of open their eyes a little bit and they do the same thing um, and try to make the world a little bit better. Now, um, I know you said earlier that you don't really pay attention or don't always follow the news, or at least you did in a few months ago. Yeah. Um, but I think it is sort of hard to stay away from the constant, um, develop, constant developing news stories. It's always on social media or people are talking about it. Now, if yeah. you could think for the past, just a two week time period. So it's August 6th now, so it's two weeks mm -hmm. ago. What do you think the biggest news story has been in those last two weeks from your perspective? Um, so from the last two weeks, a lot of people on, I mean, I've been on TikTok a lot it's more of the TikTok ban that's been happening. Um, and I definitely think the biggest uh, story on that is that our 
um, K-pop idols, um, which I am a fan of K-pop for my poster and stuff like that. Um, K-pop, like the the fans, kind of worked with Team uh, TikTok, and we kind of like destroyed Trump's rally. Um, and we were supposed to go, and then nobody really showed up. And I think that's been the biggest news story right now. Um, but then it's the whole Trump's going to ban TikTok thing, um, which is not really big issue, but a lot of people are actually taking it as a big issue right now, um, just because, you know, we need that to stay entertained during quarantine. Um, and then I think the other big uh, issue that we've had is still the Black Lives Matter. Um, you know, the protests and everything. And I've been watching a lot of like news about it. And I've been watching a lot of videos. Um, and I just, I really support it. I do. Now, if you could send a message to the people who may listen back to this in the future to better understand what this time period was like, what would you want to tell them? Um, for the people that would watch this like in the future and actually listen i would say that it's not the it's not the whole country itself that may fall apart i think the individuals who run this country or the individuals who work in this country or even any individual an individual chooses what they want for themselves it is a free country here maybe you know some people don't think that but like the thing is it's not always gonna be a free country. There are things that happen and we need to focus on the bad and good in this country. And most importantly, focus on the bad because of the fact that we can change that. Our generation can change that. Maybe not the older, maybe not the younger, but us right now, we can do something about that. We can you know, go out, protest, we can go out and raise our voices. And if people in the future look at this, they gotta do the same exact thing because if they don't, and it's still the way it is, it could get worse. It could be 10 times worse than it is now. I think right now we're at our worst because we've never seen this before, but I think in the future, it, it's probably gonna get worse. I just think people need to know that you need to speak up for others, not just for yourself. You need to speak up for your community because that's what really makes a city a city. It's community and you come together and you work together. Maybe you've never said hi to your next door neighbor, but like you need to, you need to do that. And even especially in the future, you definitely need to always do that. You need to respect people because there are probably people going through things that you never know, or there could be a situation where, you know, I'm um, so your audio cut out a little bit. If you would like to repeat back the last few sentences that you said. So can you, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, so your audio cut out a few seconds ago. Oh, okay. So I wonder if you want to repeat the last few sentences that you said. I forgot last <laughs> No, um, I think I was saying, most importantly, you definitely need to um, speak up for others, um, not just yourself. Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, just always do that. Because if you don't, it's, it's never going to be the way it was like, it'll never be normal. There's mm -hmm. no such thing as normal, but we need to get as close to normal as possible.
Now, um, if you could send a message to the people in charge at this moment, the people leading government or corporations, would it be the same type of message that you just said or would it be something different? It would be way different because the way people run this country, I think is so bad. And like I said, I'm not really political. Uh, so your audio cut out again. I don't know if you can uh, hear me. So we're having some audio. Oh, so you're sorry, but once again, your audio had cut out. So, oh, okay. so if you want to just uh, recap what you said. Um, we could be other. We could be better than other countries. Um, I think most importantly, that's that's a big issue for us at this point. But I think the way they run this country could be better. There could be so many laws put in place, um, and they could have done something about. Uh, the coronavirus when it happened. So I'd like to uh, give the opportunity to everyone I interview to ask, is there anything else you would like to speak about that we haven't talked about or haven't mentioned so far? Um, there's not much that has been going on, but I definitely like to say, you know, there's just a lot of things that have been happening this this year, but I think it might be better next year. I don't know, and I can't see the future, but um, it might be a little bit better in terms of coronavirus, just because some colleges are not going back. I don't think there might be a second wave, but you never know. So um, we're moving on to the last two questions of the interview, and these questions have remained the same for every interview I've done. And you've sort of spoken to this a little bit as we've already been speaking. But what do you think the next steps are? And that can be the next steps for you personally, for your community, your school, mm -hmm. society as a whole, however you want to interpret the question. Yeah. But, but it's just what are those next steps, do you think? I think the next steps really are, I mean, we've, some states are open, some states are kind of going into a rise. I think the states, I think the states need to come back to another, like, kind of like a quarantine except maybe you know don't open all businesses or um make sure that there's only outside businesses because i think outside right now in the summer is really good um but as terms of when it hits winter um we that's flu season so it's gonna be really bad i just think during winter we should have like kind of like a quarantine um if this happens again because we might be getting the vaccine soon um i think we're supposed to um, so if that happens by maybe by January, if we get them, um, it's probably going to be next year. But if that happens, we can go back to school and the schools should reopen. I think that would be their number one plan is to have everybody get vaccines and everybody maybe can, you know, get out of this whole quarantine, but definitely still wear masks and definitely always wash your hands. Um, and I think people know that, but there's still some people who object to it. And then the last question is, are you hopeful? Am I hopeful for something good to happen? Yeah. I, I have no doubt that this whole coronavirus thing will go down, but um, I do have some doubts because there are people that um, they just don't want to do what they're told. <laughs> 
and there is a rise already. So um, have some doubts on other states, uh, not my state. I think we're pretty good, but I don't know that I I have hope that we might be going back in January. But um, I did have hope for fall and you know turned down. But you always got to have hope because if you don't have hope you're probably going to be so sad and thinking too much. And you don't really want to do that during now because especially because there's a lot of people who are probably struggling really bad. Well, thank you so much uh, for sharing of course. Uh, your thoughts and with me and your experiences. Mm -hmm. Once again, this was a moment in history, our 23rd interview, our third interview in a series where we're talking to people who go to school across the country and in different states um thank you all for listening once again this is wccs podcast i am harrison zyberg and for all of those who listen to this in the next few days when it's posted i hope this tells you a little bit about another person's story and for people who listen to this in the future i hope it tells you a little bit more about what this moment in history was like thank you